Hey there, it's Biana from Bold Culture. Just a friendly reminder, it's not only up to your employees of color to fix your diversity and inclusion problem. It's up to everyone. Need help? Visit us at boldculture.co. Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. Okay, everybody. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. I'm excited. I'm in a good mood. You are in a good mood. I'm blessed. (laughs) So I don't, I think we've been releasing episodes um, in in order with our regular cadence, but we have not recorded in a while. So apologies for the sexy raspiness of my voice. Um, (laughs) Apologies for whatever I say during this episode. I absolutely have been drinking. Um, I am now on my third conference in two weeks. Amen. Praise God. And I'm out here praising God. But um, we are recording live from Austin, Texas. Texas. Tejas. Um, (laughs) We are also in the building with um, an amazing agency and team uh, that we actually started a relationship with, I guess, at the top of 2018. What year are we in now? Top of 2018. And here we are, a full year and three months later we are recording live from t3 Mm -hmm. um, during the south by southwest conference and we are here with some new friends and hopefully not only one day friends uh angela and leslie um who will be joining us for conversations around um pretty much what's it like working in the south y'all like (laughs) like what's it like being at an agency that's not new york or la um so we're going to talk a little bit about that later um, but before we get into our favorite uh, segment, dope shit and ain't shit, Angela and Leslie, please tell us all b- about your dope selves before we talk <laughs> about the ain't shit of the world and the industry. Hey, <laughs> hey there. This is Angela Yang. I'm so glad to be here and welcome, welcome to Austin, Texas, yes. as you like yes. to say. We're so excited to be on the show. I am the very lucky uh, group director here at T3. I work in social as well as media, so I take care of a team of 18 plus folks who are damn talented. Praise God every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get to work with fantastic people like them, super talented, but they do all the work. So I'm just here to make sure that they get what they need. Amen. Perfect. And they and they make you look good doing it. I know. That's you got the right team. <laughs> yeah, you the, got right, the team. right team. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Yeah, I'm not as cool as Angela. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Leslie Harris. Um, I'm a visual designer here at T3. Been here about six or seven months now. So. I'm fairly new in the advertising game. Welcome. Where'd you? Where were you before? Uh, so before I worked in tech. So this was an ah, industry oh, change. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm from Detroit originally, okay. but I worked wow. in Minneapolis for a couple of years. Oh, good times. Tech field cool. and good times. Advertising. So. Detroit and tech. You are cool. What are you talking yes. about? Yes. <laughs> I guess a little bit. All the things. All the things. Okay. Well, you know, we are so happy to have you both here. Uh-huh. Um. I think we can go ahead and jump into the dope shit and yeah. the ain't shit. Cause so much dope shit. There's a lot of dope shit. I was trying to think of some ain't shit to like make it spicy, Mm-mm. but I mean, <laughs> it's whatever. Um, I'll start. Go ahead. So, um, like I said, I am like binging on conferences. Um, obviously, as you guys know, this is a part of the Advertising Club of New York Fellowship. Um, for those of you listening, make sure you guys check out their website, theadvertisingclub.org org um because they've actually just released the application for 2019 and 2020 Mm -hmm. Uh, but prior to making it to to texas we were in las vegas nevada 
um, being ratchet and women of excellence at the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit, which um, until this, until just ever in my life, I've never experienced so much power, so much, not just empowerment, because I think as women, we definitely do a lot of that, and that's a great thing, but also to be in the room with, like, decision makers and, like, a shit ton of CEOs, like, when's the last time, besides on a train by accident when you get in the quiet car, have you (laughs) really been around that many CEOs at one time, and VPs, and just women that were there that have succeeded and want more success and are also there to see you succeed, Um, and also speaking about success as a woman in various industries, um, in corporate environments, um, through the lens of women of color specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, So the conversations, of course, are always going to be very similar, but the nuance just kind of touched my spirit and my ancestors in a different way than I have um, experienced in the past. And I kind of walked away from there feeling like a boss bitch. So um, not going to lie, I loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, I'm a big fan of Vegas in general. Did you win money? No, I don't gamble because I don't like to lose. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I got a great massage, and oh, I'm okay. always here for a good night out at Dre's Nightclub. Um, if you like waiting in long lines and, you know, looking at the crazy people wear their six-inch heels, like, for seven hours, that's a great place to go. I wore my flats because I'm, I'm auntie-aged now. <laughs> you know, I'm offici- I've officially you? aged into auntiness. <laughs> so I wore my flats, and I don't care, and I bought my drinks because that's what you do when you have a little bit of money. So I went to BWAP last year. You did. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. What, would, what is one word that would encapsulate your whole experience it was powerful okay it was very powerful like every there was a moment where I was just kind of standing off in the corner and I was listening to other conversations and every single woman that walked by or greeted each other or spoke to each other um, they were women in executive positions mm-hmm. or they are women that have recently come out of executive positions. So when we hear these conversations that you know people are always saying, well, we don't know where to find this talent and we don't know where to look for this talent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, then y'all need to be spending your money on this conference because clearly this is where all of them, everybody comes. Everyone, they mom and they cousin, they auntie. I mean, Senator Com- uh, Kamala Harris was there. Yeah. We had um, uh, Stacey Abrams was there. Um, Valerie Jarrett was there. Um, they all got up and started dancing. Like we were doing the electric side at like ten o'clock in the morning. That's what I love about Be Well. You see the other side of, and, like, of these anybody- powerful leaders. Like yes, I like do policy and I work on an administration, you know but I'm I saying? like to electric slide too and be at the cookout. Like in their best, in, in their best <laughs> outfits, like in us. their best <laughs> outfits. Like you just see people coming through with her like, and it's not even Zara. Like you buying things I can't buy. So I'm spending money on drinks cause I'm classy. I'm thinking I'm classy cause I can afford it. But you have a whole entire like purple label Ralph Lauren suit on coming in to tell people about just excellence as a woman in general. And at the same time, when you finish saying what you got to say to help us get to the next step, you just want to do the electric slide. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Do you know how many times I've also wanted to electric slide after I've said something great? Like, it was just a really amazing experience. So thank you, obviously, to the Ad Club. Thank you to Black Enterprise for um, continuing to um, devote time and space to women of color in general. And, you know, obviously, Black Enterprise is a traditionally African-American um, uh, periodical, but it lends itself to women who are othered. 
powerful women who have always been othered. And I felt like that was the best space for me to be in um, the week before I started my new job. We won't talk about that yet, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'll go in. Um, my dope shit, definitely South by Southwest, period. Yes. And then, and then I'll talk about that later when we do our recap. But the next thing is, this morning I saw a Squarespace spot with Idris Elba singing um, C'est La Vie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. been doing the rounds on Ad Week and stuff lately. A friend of mine and I, we've been talking about Idris because we've been thinking about Because he's fine. Okay, beyond that. fantastic. <laughs> was, you're not a multidimensional, you're not a, a, just a one-note type of person. And it he comes to mind because he did an interview with somebody He's like, I do a lot of things. I'm an actor. I'm a DJ. I'm a this. So when I saw that Squarespace spot, I was like, that is completely on brand. And it's so true. We're, we're multidimensional people. I thought it was beautifully done. And I, I was like, that's so dope. So that's the I dope I mean, we shit. share a birthday. So I just automatically assume his greatness. Like, I'm <laughs> not sure what he can't is do. Is that your but rubric of, like, people who are great, yeah. they must be a Virgo? Yeah. They must be a like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The closer you are to the sixth, like, really just cements it for me how amazing you are because what else can't you do? Nothing. Catch the spot on Squarespace. You can also catch him rapping on, I think it's a Squarespace spot or another spot where he's a house DJ, but it's great work, and I love it. That's it. It's always great advice to follow Idris Elba. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have anything that you would like to contribute to the dope shit or possibly the ain't shit conversation? So I have some dope shit. Um, adding to the South by conversation, I went to a panel yesterday on speculative design, which Ooh. was really, really interesting for me, largely because in addition to being a visual designer here at T3, I'm also a graduate student at Texas State University. Oh, wow. Um, Come on, TSU. So yeah. Air horn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Air horn. Um, so last semester I took a class on speculative design and it was called Design Futures and just designing all of these cool products that change the way we think about culture, change the way that we think about the things that we're doing now and how it's gonna affect tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just really interesting to see that this was a whole thing for people and it's, it's getting a, like a really big following now. Can you elaborate for the audience what speculative design sure. is? Sure. So <laughs> and also say it again. Because <laughs> I've had a couple <laughs> drinks. Speculative. So. Speculative. <laughs> speculative design. Yeah. So speculative design has a lot of different names to it. A lot of people refer to it as design futures. But it's basically designing the products and services of the future um, with mind to the things that we participate in culture now. So just thinking about like the impact of what we're doing now, what it's going to look like maybe 15 years in the future. So a lot of the things that people are designing are things that seem a little bit far-fetched, but a little bit tangible. So very Black Mirror-ish. So it it seems like it could happen sort of thing. You're speculating how you can like put it together. Yeah, but it's it's like, we call that that playing pretend back in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what it is. But it's really just getting an understanding of what what we're doing now and how it can impact what we do later. You you should watch like Blade Runner, like from Blade like Harrison Ford. <laughs> I was yes. like, you're assuming she has not. <laughs> You've seen, Blade You've seen it? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so hilarious because it's supposed to take place in 2019, and like 
that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the world at all. <laughs> I mean, but also, I mean, not for nothing. That's what Back to the Future was like. like Very it, true. <laughs> They speculated some crazy shit, and the only thing we got were some sneakers that don't work. So, like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, amazing. Okay, I mean, is there anywhere, do you have any resources where, or a website or an Instagram account that people can, like, or need to go see to learn more or just watch Black Mirror? Because, like, there's that. Yes, and there is that. that. So Black Mirror <laughs> is the easy way to do it. Um, a good way to do it is Amy Webb has a book called The Signals Are Talking. Cool. And it talks about ways for you to look at trends that are happening in the world right now and what they mean and whether or not you should be paying attention to them mm. and whether or not they're going to mean something in the future. Like the dream dictionary. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. yep, I like yep. that. You have an old one where it's like yes. passed down. And I got it from my grandmother, <laughs> God rest her soul. With yes. lotto numbers in the back. Yes. <laughs> How you? I have one too. <laughs> That's why you're laughing so hard. I was like. How do you think we survive so long without like anything crazy happening to us in our family? These books, but obviously, I think that one would be great as well. So thank you. Absolutely. Anything from you? All right, so I guess my dope shit is actually being able to be part of a panel yes. this year at South by Southwest. And, it, you know, the panel itself is, like, one thing, but I think it's the meaning behind it in general. Just the the topic was around cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. Mm. And, and so, I mean, Jesus. you know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of conversation happening around that already, right? Like, media loves to create some outrage around it, around brands, Gucci doing, you know, like, blackface turtlenecks and things like that. Oof. Yeah. So. Um, that's, a I, <laughs> that's a whole show. That's a whole show in itself. I guess that's the ain't shit, right? That's something. But I guess the dope it was most of February's <laughs> ancient. Uh, we've covered episode. it the last two episodes. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Okay. So that's just one example. But I think the difference between this panel and what other people talk about it are just more around gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. So who, it's not necessarily what is appropriative versus appreciative, but who is responsible for making the call. Because I know, you know, for us, Leslie and I, we sit here every day going through brainstorms, talking about design, how do we make it more inclusive, but who at the table, besides the people of color, besides the people of minority, need to be responsible for that? Mm. We're the easy ones to look Mm. at and give the eye when someone needs some security and when someone needs a gut We have a question about slavery. (laughs) Kai, can you let us know what it may have been like? like, No, I can't. I I can't. I can't tell you. Or it's like, this is the Lunar New Year thing. Is this is this right? And I'm like, I don't. I mean, I guess I, I mean, I do this stuff. I do this stuff. I was like, I love the money and the red pouches, but like, I'm not your like, you know. I, just, I think they expert. wear. I think they wear red for like yeah, prosperity. Yeah, not so. quite sure. I don't know. I don't know. But it was just dope shit, just because it was cool to talk about it. And the point that you know the South by process is all about people voting for the panel and then for them to actually mm-hmm. be interested. So you get it. Mm-hmm. So the point that like something that I've been thinking about for a while. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has been thinking about that, yeah. you know, so the point that, like, the masses voted for it, and we had some fantastic... So this was a panels. part of the panel picker uh, yeah, panel for 2019. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, wow, cool. And, I mean, big shout-out to all the panelists, too. So Tanya Tarr was there. She's an expert negotiator, is a Forbes contributor. She's just a badass mm-hmm. lady. Uh, Tanya Dua from the Business Insider was there, giving her perspective on media. Mm-hmm. Chaz Moore from the Austin Justice mm-hmm. Coalition is fighting for equity in the community. I mean, all these mm-hmm. people coming together to talk about this topic was huge. So, I mean, that was cool. And just to hear everyone around the table have a differing opinion right. was really cool, too. So I am just over the moon that this talk happened and that 
people wanted it. We had an encore. Yeah. And people showed up to the first one. It was packed. So kudos to you, to South by, to Austin, to people that traveled to Austin that cared. So And to you guys for being a part of that conversation because um, – I think when I did the Ad Week podcast mm-hmm. the other day, one of the things that came up in conversation is that there are a lot of people that are very uncomfortable having mm-hmm. a conversation about appropriation in 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 an attempt not to kind of out themselves as appropriators and things like that. So it's a brave conversation. It's great to hear that no one had the same perspective on it because we were like, yeah, no, it's all bad. Yeah, I think it's bad too. Yeah, I also think it's. You're like, well, what the fuck do you? Why? What is bad about it, and how do we change it? So, thank you guys for doing that. Maybe the world will be better tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So, we'll go ahead and we'll move into our main topic. And our main topic is you guys and the lovely people here at T3. I'm here specifically in Austin, Texas. Um, so I'll go ahead and kind of give context to the listeners. So, for the last three years, we have. I think um, done a pretty good job of kind of talking about issues that are centrally located in the larger market, um, New York City, oftentimes even in LA. Um, But very rarely do we take a step outside of our own comfort zone geographically to think about how our topics as it relates to diversity and inclusion, branding and marketing, creativity, et cetera, and how that is manifested in agencies outside of the Northeast, sorry, Northeast, that's the, whatever that drink was called. (laughs) Whatever that was, it gave me a lisp. Um, Outside of the Northeast and outside of Los Angeles. And I think what we are hoping to get from these segments that we do throughout 2019, and I'm sure into 2020, um, is to see what other opportunities exist for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you don't have to move to New York to work in advertising. You don't necessarily have to work in a big office building to be considered uh, a a mad man or mad woman, if you will. Um, and, And there are similarities, differences, pros and cons, but I think we can only make decisions that are informed once we have the information. So that's why we're here. In your house. Yes, yeah, nice. Taking house. up space. Lovely, lovely. And about to have this conversation to you. So I think, or with you. So I think what would be really great is for each of you, Angela and Leslie, to give our listeners a quick rundown of who you are and how the hell you got to, to T3 um, in Austin, Texas. Yep. Whoever wants to take it first, you can fight to, <laughs> fight to the death. Once, like, should we flip a corner? How do we get to Austin? How much time do we have here all day? <laughs> like, we'll cut it down later. <laughs> All right, so this is Angela speaking. So um, ironically, I'm actually from Texas. I was born and raised in Dallas, a suburb of Dallas, and then I moved away, went to University of Missouri to get my drills and major, got recruited out, lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, met somebody, of course. <laughs> yep, always that's how it goes. And I moved for the boy, which, mm, I don't know. Thank God, know. thank God you got this job. <laughs> and then, so I moved with him to Providence, Rhode Island. So I have done a little bit of a stint in more of the East Coast, New got England it. area. Oh, wow. And then after that, ended up moving back to Texas. Never thought I would come back for the very reasons that you talked about, mm-hmm. right? Is the perpetuation of the idea that New York, LA is where the industry is at. So mm-hmm. I thought the only way that I could be really successful or play with the big brands was to go to the go to the coast. Mm-hmm. So obviously that is very not the case and so I came back to Austin as a compromise between me and my now together my husband and um, now we're both working here and so that's kind of the story 
Yeah. So he works here at T3. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I could not, I could not marry well, an advertising to, person. <laughs> I was like, I was going to have to that's add another, another bullet. That's a whole other question. Wait a minute. That's a whole other episode. Are y'all okay? Inside agency. Ooh, yeah. is everybody all right? <laughs> no, okay. he, he works actually in an opposite. He's, he saves lives. I sell you stuff you don't need. Yeah. So that's the way I like I, I, I imagine that's what it's like. You got to marry like a teacher, a doctor. Yeah, someone like, that like does somebody in the, the Peace world. Corps. Yeah. <laughs> To like balance that. No, I'm just kidding. We do good stuff here. So awesome. But yeah, that's my story. Amazing, Leslie. Yeah. So for me, uh, my life is pretty simple. I grew up in Detroit. uh, Went to school and graduated and went directly home. Do not pass go. Which was Minneapolis at the time because my parents moved after um, a couple years of me being an undergrad and worked there for a little bit. Um, Had one winter and was like, nope. Um, so <laughs> listen, my first time in Minneapolis was yeah. the dead of winter yep. in the woods yep. it and it was, some things. it was some things, yeah. it was some things, it was some things. Yep. So, um, had one winter there and was like, yeah, this is, this, this is not it. It's, so, um, mm-hmm. started looking at grad schools, um, and in warmer climates, yeah, warmer <laughs> climates, just anything, just get me out of here. Does Hawaii have anything taking anyone today? <laughs> yes. Got it. So, um, uh, Texas state came up when I was doing my search in print magazine as one of the few schools in the country where you can work full time and get your degree. Mm-hmm. And for me, I didn't want to put my career on hold for the sake of a degree because I know mm. how invaluable work experience is. Right. So um, I came down to Austin literally for two days. One day I went and visited Texas State. The second day I came downtown. I was on like Congress and second looked around. I was like, yeah, seems cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's like starting college. Like, You're yeah, like, good. all right, well, yeah. this is it. Yeah, seems right. So, uh, yeah, I moved down here um, in August of 2016. Um, still working for the company that um, I was working for when I was in Minneapolis. And um, slowly got rid of them and actually took an internship here at T3. Oh, wow. Um, over the summer to see if advertising was what I wanted to do. Because the cool thing about being a designer is you can kind of move through different yeah. fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to go the intern route, which was really cool. Met some awesome people here. And they asked me to be here full time in August. So beautiful. They put a ring on it. So nice. Thank awesome. You. Also, I just want to call out, you have a whole Black Panther, like not the Black Panther, like the, but like real, like the free food program, y'all. And you understand like how important that is to like this podcast. So you're going to stop calling yourself mad regular and stuff like that. <laughs> because literally you got rid of your old agency and you wore a Black Panther t-shirt. So it says a lot about your personality. Yeah. You're kind of cool. You're kind of cool. And shout out for T3 for being a place where I can wear it. Okay. And hopefully not have to explain it at every corner, at every water cooler. Okay. I have a whole set of just pro-black t-shirts. No one cares. So no one has any questions. No one has questions. Got it. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for sharing your stories. I think Mm -hmm. it's really important because I think one of the misconceptions that a lot of people have about working even uh, at agencies in the Midwest, um, outside of New York, just outside of New York period is that you you lived there. So you just stayed there and you ended up in the industry. And it's, it's not true. In both of your cases, you guys came to this agency or the industry from outside of the state. Right. Um, so they didn't have to go and find something on Madison Avenue making, you know, $5 an hour in a city that charges $15,000 <laughs> rent a month. Um, so that's great to know. Um, I would be interested to know, like, what is your 
maybe not day-to-day experience, but what is your general experience working in Austin, in advertising, and if you want to be brave enough to tell us about uh, T3, just what is your general experience in the business right now? They're literally fighting. <laughs> Angela's doing about hard who go in my direction. We're like it's too nice to each other. Like you, no, you go. No, so you, right. you, you. So the so the first so the first We're difference space for each other. Right, right. The first difference is they argue politely yeah, as opposed, like, as opposed to up north. Like, I said it's your turn. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I mean the ad space in 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 Austin is really interesting because you got people from a lot of different walks of life and mm-hmm. Austin's going through this weird thing right now where we're starting, well, we've been a tech hub for a while, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really starting to show now. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> starting to feel like San Francisco a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, it's really interesting to see the way that people are moving through their careers. Some are moving from, like myself, tech to ad and ad to tech and ad tech yeah. <laughs> you never know to me to me it's almost the same thing i mean i did a stint at in tech as well and literally my experience was seamless like to me there was no difference because there's the focus on marketing and branding but are we marketing and branding specifically tech platforms or am i working on the marketing and branding of an existing creative brand so mm, cool. i mean i mean who's your client that's yeah. the difference that's really all it is it's B2B yeah, all or B2C. yeah right that's right. that's really all it is that is so austin's in a really interesting place right now we got a lot of good talent coming through the doors as well with you know ut is here texas state is here mm-hmm. so it's a lot of good young raw talent um which i think is really interesting and really beneficial to the city mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and also mention um texas a&m before my oh, yes, cuts my yes. neck off <laughs> oh, oh, oh. before my family tells me that i no, have to leave the family so. let's, also, let's also mention ht right down the street Absolutely. but only hbcu yes yeah. come on hbcus yes amen and Angela, what's your experience like? Yeah, I mean, to build off of what you just said, that there's a lot of good budding talent coming here because I think, so part of what I do from a day-to-day perspective here is not only try to take care of a team, make sure people are happy, but the other aspect of that too is finding new business opportunities for a T3. Mm-hmm. And so the interesting trend that we're also seeing is like the collection of ad tech, but also a demand from mm-hmm. clients too. They want agencies that aren't in that echo chamber, mm-hmm. right? Like they don't want necessarily the big conglomerates anymore. They want some fresh thinking, and that fresh thinking doesn't mean it always lives on the coast. Right. So we have a lot of people coming from the coast to live in Austin. So oh, wow. we've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> all of the Uber here. drivers are like, "Yeah, I'm like, are you from here? No, I'm from no- I'm Southern California. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is anyone from here? No. <laughs> no. no not yeah. Basically, any person that drives a is here is from California. Yes. Okay. No, that's true. Okay. That's, I, I can are they hybrid? Like, only drive okay. in California. We'll, we'll go to the parking lot afterwards. Okay. We'll all, all of the Priuses are charging right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But um, but it's an interesting thing because people are attracted to Austin because yeah you the cost of living is a little bit lower. It is let's be honest getting a little bit more expensive, but you get all the benefits of what you might see in a California or in New York here because of that. Um, and the client demand too. So I'm yeah. fielding those types of like requests daily. So I imagine your client demand is out, like, even outside of the West Coast area. Like, why, in your experience, why do more clients come to T3 as opposed to, like, going to New York City or, like, L.A. agencies? Yeah, I mean, I think beyond just the fresh perspective that we're bringing to is a little bit of our model as well because we're we're super high touch. Like everything mm-hmm. that we do is pretty much custom tailored to the needs of our clients. So instead of trying to, 
you know, be a, a small fish in a huge pond of other big brands, like you're going to be treated like you are the brand here. And so mm. we are committed to building teams around you. And the whole idea, T3 stands for the think tank. We just got really cute about it over the years and call it T3. <laughs> it sounds cooler. Um, but um, the whole idea is that we bring people in from multiple disciplines and mm -hmm. bring them to the table so that you have different viewpoints for any challenge that you have, even challenges that you might not have ever known about. Like Leslie and I, sometimes we don't really touch base a lot just because she's working more in the di design aspect and I'm working more from the media and digital. And that is something that you would typically see in agencies. But we get to work together more because we have a focus on both brand and product design and bringing that together. So, I mean, not to make it sound too salesy, but I mean, I mean that's we do the, some the badass point, stuff. Right? That's, all. <laughs> that's the whole point, right? <laughs> so, just coming, being that you did at one point work on the East Coast, do you recognize or do you feel the cultural difference? Like, obviously, you're saying fresh perspective, but when I hear fresh perspective, I just think culturally we just approach the way we think about business the way we think about people differently is it noticeable to you or do you find it to be uh, more uh more nuanced i think it's a little bit more nuanced okay. like i don't it's i don't think it's a geo is one part of the larger experience and the expertise you're going to get and that's going to shape it mm -hmm. but i think it really comes down to the talent that you have at the agency um, for where I came from, I worked at another independent, and I think sometimes mm -hmm. independent versus conglomerate is going to yep. be really different too. So I was lucky enough, and you know, I'm going to say it: I love working for independents because I get to do what I want to do mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and make some change happen. Okay. But I think for for the East Coast, what I noticed is there was a lot of um, there's a little bit more structure there too, like a lot of older cisgender white males sitting at the top, mm. and not saying that that is different at all if coming to an Austin area either. Um, but it is coming to T3. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a little bit different over here. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I think we're, we're trying to make change happen and we're actively doing that. So I think that might have been one of the biggest differences I saw. And then at the same time too, it's just, um, I will say though, shouting out to East Coast and also the West Coast is that you are gonna see a lot of different faces just in the community in general too. So okay. I do think that there's still a benefit to that. Um, but I do think being in the South and being maybe even the Midwest, I would say, what people like to make fun of, like the flyover states, mm -hmm. the difference is like, we think about, and this is me going down my rabbit hole, but we think Go of like it. Trump America, hmm. and we think about all the people mm -hmm. that voted for him in, we had no idea that that was gonna happen, and it's partially because those people weren't represented. So you mm. have agencies in these areas that are trying to represent that voice a little bit more too, because it does defer to the East Coast, West Coast mentality. So there's a little bit of an interesting thing there too. That is actually yeah. a, a really interesting perspective, because even when we speak about, and I do kind of want to shift to um, uh, talking about diversity and what that means here, because um, as you say, like it, you can walk down the street in New York and it is fully represented mm -hmm. um, of various world cultures. Yeah. And the same thing will happen if you are in San Francisco and or Los Angeles. Um, but to, to, to point out that, you know, agencies in the Midwest and even agencies here in the South do pay attention to the people that we completely forgot mm -hmm. existed um, and they made their voices known in, a, known in a very big way in the 2016 election. Um, what does diversity look like for you guys working here in this region? Um, and then even more specifically, what does it look like working uh, for T3? Mm -hmm. 
Hmm, diversity is is interesting in Austin. Um, so I mentioned I'm from Detroit. I've only so been here two days, and I also <laughs> agree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, being from Detroit, you, my perception of diversity was a little bit flawed and a little bit skewed because I was used to growing up around people that only looked like me, and to the point where in Detroit to this day. Or maybe not because it's starting to be gentrified, but y'all got houses for <laughs> oh, cheap so and everybody's yeah. trying to buy. Yeah, but I mean, you would see a white person in Detroit, and you would literally like turn your head, like, where are they going? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. And so moving to Austin for me, luckily, I mean, I didn't have that culture shock immediately from moving from Austin because I went to an all-white school, um, so that happened there instead. Um, <laughs> But moving to Austin was is really interesting. I think Austin is making strides to be diverse. Um, it's working on it. I think it's it's, I it's appreciate not that. As, as good as it could be. Um, I think South by is really interesting because a, a lot of people's introduction to Austin is South by, mm-hmm. yeah. and South by is when it really actually gets diverse mm-hmm. here because you'll be walking down the street and you hear somebody speaking another language. You're like, dang, where y'all from? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and on any other day, and a lot of people at South By have asked me this, like, I can't really tell what Austin is like while I'm here because it's during this event and I know how crazy it is right now. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't really a good representation of what Austin really is like. Awesome. I 100% agree with you on that is we're we're getting there mm-hmm. it's like what, when you think of diversity what do you what do you mean by that exactly. like black and white or all the in-betweens yeah. and all of the other things that when diversity think about it isn't even color oriented right diversity in, in industry diversity in ableism diversity in you know gender fluidity all mm-hmm. those things that we don't think about as diversity either mm-hmm. so color is just like the surface of that so and I would say to say it in the agency landscape I mean, there's some work that needs to be done there, too. And so I would say that it's just as much, um, if not um, even more here in in Austin. Because the problem is when you have a city like Austin that gets so much hype, Mm -hmm. Austin is amazing because, you know, you see all the Live music capital. Live music capital, (laughs) South by South. It's easy to think that we are doing fine and that we're doing great. But it's very easy to forget that sometimes we aren't in comparison to other cities. So that's just something to know. And I'd say here at T3, we are working on it. I mean, mm-hmm. we have not made it perfect. And I think any agency that can say or says that they have done it oh, child, is lying. They're lying. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where we're at. We're progressing. And to Leslie's point, we can wear shirts like Leslie's shirt here and no one asks questions. No one cares in, in a bad way. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I think just having the ability to have a platform and for us to be sitting and spending an hour and a half with you on this during work hours is right. a testament Thank to you. what we're able to do. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I think I'm, I, I appreciate that you guys are transparent enough to say you're working on it because I think one of the, the one of the biggest things that I think we battle as a podcast and just as individuals and thought leaders in the business is trying to get people to admit that Mm because there are a lot of people that feel like oh yes we're doing a great job and we have all of these programs and we have so many interns every summer and the reality is like well how does that translate up through the ranks and if what I prefer to hear is that we're working on it as opposed to oh we're doing fine and it's like well as I look around your office (laughs) we need to define fine (laughs) I don't know (laughs) awesome oh that's really good to know do you guys think as and and angela this might might be for you more specifically um do you feel that the 
attempt to work on it um, affects any of the work or any of the insight that you put into the work that you guys are creating here. Recognizing that this is the think tank, um, a lot of the arguments that we hear up north are, oh, well, if you don't go to a multicultural agency or an agency that is extremely diverse, you may not necessarily be able to speak to um, diverse problems or help to provide solutions for um, clients that are looking for diverse thinking. How do you answer that with you know, your experience working here at T3? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting because there's been a lot of talk and you all are know about the 3% conference mm-hmm. and love it too, mm-hmm. but it's just the idea that the agency of the future is changing constantly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the models that we're seeing now is that if you need that source that talent, that perspective, it doesn't need to come from one agency per se, right? So like you can start outsourcing and going to the very community that you're trying to talk to to get that reference, to get that insight that you need. So I don't think it needs to be one agency that just has purposefully you know, hired people of different colors, of different cultures, just so that they can claim that they're more diverse and therefore have diverse perspectives. Because let's be honest, that's really fucked up too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it all depends on your intent. Mm -hmm. So I think that whatever challenge comes our way, it should never be that diversity is the way into it or the way out of it. It's like, what is the best solution for that? And what do we then need to do in order to make that happen? But like to say that diversity is, and I will take this from one of my panelists, is a silver bullet just for the sake of DNI. Nope, I don't, I don't believe that. We gotta start bigger than that. Yeah. Got it. So you guys are in two different phases of your agency experience here. Angela, you've been like nine years in the business. And you just are just recently went from tech to here. So I'm interested to know what is your what has been your favorite ad experience here in Austin? Mm. So for me, it's really interesting because T3 is a very, very special place um, in my eyes, and it's very much like the tech world in like the startup world. Like, you have an idea, go make that idea. Mm-hmm. This is your project mm-hmm. now. We have all the resources, <laughs> which will point you in the right direction. We'll find the right people for you do it Mm -hmm. and I think that that's something one as a complete nerd who clearly I'm in grad school so I'm a nerd so (laughs) I mean I love that just the autonomy to be like oh I have an idea I think that we should do this and my ECD is like all right let me reach out to a couple people I'll find something for you and I think that you can't always get that everywhere and T3 has a really special way of doing it and doing it in a really smart way that is accessible to everyone and I think that's been my favorite experience so far. Awesome. Um, you guys have a unique. Um... Wait, but Angela hasn't shared her experience. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's my no. That was a good answer. I jumped the gun. <laughs> we can move on if we want. It's cool. I mean, my favorite ad experience is just being with damn good people, and that's like our whole shtick here. And yes, it might be a little of a motto sort of theme that we do, but it's true, and I think it's the best way to capture that the experience here is built off of the people that have come to decide to work here. And so every day, not to sound cheesy, is a good day, you know? Come on, Ice oh, Cube. Nice. <laughs> yes. Did I just... You did. Yes, you that? did. Okay. No, you, you did. didn't appropriate did that. You no, did no, it. No, you didn't it was so authentic, you, you didn't even catch it. <laughs> I had to throw it back at you, so you this know what my we were sourcing. doing. Thank you, Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I think, that's, I think that's really important, and the fact that you guys have continuously reiterated how good the people here, I think... Um, 
the idea of having a safe space is super important when you are looking for a place to call your work home because let's you know let's be honest about it you guys are probably here way more than eight hours a day um at least four days a week i'm sure um but with creating a safe space there does need to have uh there does need to be some culture that allots that um you guys i was about to say you guys are in a unique situation where you are actually lady-led if you will um and even though we're saying you know t3 has a long way to go as far as or that you are working on it as far as diversity uh goes everybody's ceo and founder is not a woman um and everyone's founder and ceo is not a woman who has been doing this for a long time enough to actually be a thought leader in the space do you guys have any experiences or do you have any thoughts on um, your leadership's perspective on cultivating a, sp- a space where you guys can contribute um, and just quite quite frankly be great? And does that help with your favorite experiences with just working with dope people? Uh, yeah, actually. So um, I'm also the uh, diversity co-chair for At Two Austin. So um, recently we nice. had a panel that was hosted here at T3, mm-hmm. um, and they were more than accommodating. They were like, here's the space. Like, we didn't even have to set up. Mm-hmm. We, I came downstairs and everything was set up. They were like, we got drinks for you in the back, and um, let us know if you need anything. We'll, you know, set up the chairs. We'll do everything that you need to do. They stayed late and helped us clean up. Mm. They do everything to push us in the direction because I think T3 does this thing where they recognize that they don't have all the answers mm-hmm. and they're like, sometimes we need help and we don't know which direction that is, but if you could help us, that would be really nice. We would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it's done in such an authentic way that I think that not everybody gets that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm new in the game, so I'm, I feel really blessed to be able to experience that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, my experience at T3 has been amazing. Beautiful, definitely. Do you have perspective? I on know. <laughs> and and I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even say Gay's name. It was Gay Gaddis. Gay yeah. Gaddis is the founder yeah, yeah, and CEO yeah. of T3. And she, I mean, when we met her, she came to New York, and you know, she had on her bomb ass jacket with her bomb ass outfit, and she I was just like, so I was just looking like. I just can't wait to be like that person. Like, I just want to walk in with the rhinestone jacket and for people to stare. And I'm like shaking like the light so they can yes. like see the sparkles. Like, yes. that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, Gay, she's, I think part of it is just the spirit that she's instilled here, too. You know, it's like she she's a CEO, her husband is a chairman, and, you know, her son, Ben Gaddis, is our president, right? Mm-hmm. So that has to come from somewhere, all of that that kind of openness to to allowing us to shine and to be able to elevate, too. And it's, it's interesting to be able to have so much face time with leadership as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that openness, that accessibility, the ability to just come and talk to somebody and not have to feel like, oh, we've got to like posture or we've got to like, you know, handle things with like white gloves or something like that. I think that is also a big difference too. And I think that is certainly a female touch of being able to lead with empathy. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's something that I, I like to do and I try to do. And I do think that in order to do that, you have to have other leaders that are just as empathetic. So I think that is is probably one of the biggest things here that allows us to do what we do. Awesome. Okay. And you can check out her book, Cowgirl Power, available on Amazon. <laughs> she's so, she's so <laughs> no Like, I don't even, 
I'm not gonna go and gush, but like I do, I do remember our first meeting with Gay, and I was like, well, damn. <laughs> that is literally what I thought. Well, damn, and she's just an amazing woman. Um, so I know you guys probably have real work to do, and we don't want to <laughs> take you away from all of it, um, because and that's called kidnapping, but. <laughs> I think what would be great to kind of leave or wrap the show up on is for people that are looking to stay in the business um, that are currently working on the coasts, um, but they're just not feeling it. Whether, you know, home, New York is just not cutting it for them anymore. LA's weather is too great. They're tired of the craziness and they're looking for a change. What would you say to them about moving to Austin? Why? Should they move to Austin? Because <laughs> you kind of say I don't. Because, no, just kidding. I've been no, here no, no, longer. No. We, should, we should suck on that one. No, I mean, I've been here, what, four years? Yeah. Why should they move to Austin for a different experience? Actually, you know, to be a contrarian to that is like maybe you're not going to get that much of a different experience than your other agencies that you're at on the East or West Coast. I will say that coming to Austin and, you know, you might be coming from a big agency and you might have a lot of chops, but like at a place like T3 at some of these smaller shops, it is like you need to elevate a mm. little bit because the bar is raised sometimes when you have the ability to be with smaller teams. It's a little bit quicker. We're more nimble at things. So that's the one thing I'd say just because you want to come to Austin, mm. don't think it's because it's going to be easy mm. or easier. Mm. Just be prepared to know that, yeah, maybe your life might be easier. So that's where coming to Austin, you might be able to get a little bit more of that work-life balance and that convenience that you might not get from the East or, or West Coast there. So. Yeah, and like we have like outdoors and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's always yeah. Nice. You guys have a lot of trees out here. People yeah. have backyards and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of looking at another building. Yeah. No. Yeah. The air kind of smells good. I haven't smelled pee too much out here. It's <laughs> been great. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know we took time out of your day, and I'm sure you'd rather be in another meeting. So. <laughs> well, this is all, I mean, super like, fun. Yeah, we could keep going. But definitely. So if anybody wanted to get in touch with you or follow you guys or just see what you're doing in your regular lives, how can they do how can they do that? So I am only on Twitter for like things like South by and events, but if you want to you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Angela A N G E L A C S E E Y A N G. So Angela C Yang. Cool. Got you. And I had to get rid of Twitter because black Twitter is very distracting. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram. It's Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, Janae, spelled G-E-N-E-T. Oh, That's that really is so cool. Detroit. Okay. Like, it's so, de <laughs> it's so Detroit. Okay. Detroit. Very Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> okay. Um, and as you guys know, you can always follow us on all of the handle or all of the social media platforms at Ask Mixed Company. Um, you can also check us out uh, on via email and shoot us a line at uh, askmixedcompany at gmail dot com. Yeah, and you can go to our <laughs> website, which is mixed mixedcompanypodcast dot com. Other than that, we are going to continue and in to enjoy all of the barbecue and yes. bourbon and rye that Austin yes. has to offer us. We are going to finish out the rest of uh, the South by Southwest mega experience. conference <laughs> experience, <laughs> um, and we will holler at y'all later. T three, thanks for hosting us, and people will talk to y'all later. Peace. Bye.